welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning as many points for the episode as they can. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest, so let's give a warm welcome to John Lee. John, how are you? Hey, Jay. I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Excellent. Is this your first time in the hot seat? It's first time in this hot seat, yeah. I've been on a couple other podcasts. I've been on some TV game shows, but never uh, been in this particular hot seat. And I'm quite ready and excited to uh, put up a typical score. Hopefully. <laughs> well, uh, we are happy to have you. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the uh, uh, listenership at large with a little, uh, who are you? What do you do? Uh, you know, what do you, what do you do when we get to do things? Or what did you used to do before we didn't get to do things? You know, uh, we're, we're coming out of the dark. So this is, we're going to spin this positively. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm John Liu. I work in marketing. Uh, I change jobs actually pretty frequently. You know, I've been on Trivial Warfare three times, and uh, each of those times I've had a different job. <laughs> and then, uh, so here we are in like year four of me being back into trivia after not really doing that much of it for quite a while. But, uh, you know, Trivial Warfare got me into the trivial podcast scene, and I started doing Learned League and listening to uh, this podcast and others, uh, triviality, and so on, and uh, it's just been great. And then I went to Geek Bowl last year, got to meet you in person, a lot of others, that was a lot of fun, and then coming back from Geek Bowl, we uh, all sink into the past year, but trivia has really been a lifeline in that time. I've been playing online trivia, streamed on Twitch or Zoom or whatever, basically every night for the past like 70 weeks, uh, <laughs> playing with you know friends from the internet. Uh, starting with Leslie Hyman, who's out of Baltimore. We just met through like a Facebook group, and then more and more people added in. So it's Cheyenne Fletcher and Tim Edwards and Jeffrey Segurtan. We're all, are, you know, all regular members of Team Coast to Coast, uh, and it's just been uh, a great way to spend the year. Excellent. Yeah, it's a fun community. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are aware of the community, but if you're not, hey, Facebook, beat my guest, the fans hot seat. It's a good way to get into the uh, online community, and we can all point you in the directions where you need to go to get more trivia. But that's trivia you can find elsewhere. You can only find Beat My Guest trivia right here in the Beat My Guest hot seat. And, John, it is season eight. Eight of Beat My Guest. Another brand new season means... Another brand new way of playing the game. Let's kick this off right now with round one. I'm calling Beat My Rank. Here's how it works. I'm going to give you three lists of five items. These lists will be presented in alphabetical order, so don't try and do the game theory thing. <laughs> it ain't going to work. It's alphabetical. Uh, after I give you each list of items, I'm going to ask you one quantitative question about said items, and it's your job. Pick the answer from the list that you think best answers the question I've asked. Get it right, you'll get five points. If you pick the answer in second place, you'll get three points. Two points for third, one point for fourth, and mille point if you pick the last place answer. We're going to try and avoid that if we can. Let us give you your first list. Item number one, Armenia. Item number two, Cameroon. Item number three, Laos. Item number four, Mongolia. And item number five, Namibia. Once again, those five are Armenia, Cameroon, Laos, Mongolia, 
and Namibia. Here is your quantitative question. Of these five, which one has the capital city that comes last alphabetically? Oh. Oh, my it's gosh. A, it's a toughie. I know you pulled a tough set. We pulled these sets at random, and uh, this one, uh, the first question is a little tough, I must confess. Wow. Uh, this is what happens, right? When things you kind of know, but not like 100%, they absolutely escape your brain when you're on a podcast, when you're in the hot seat like this. Okay, so Mongolia, I know, is Ulaanbaatar. That's you. That's, that's pretty late. So that's going to be, uh, I think, maybe a fairly safe guess. Um, wow. What, what else we... So you, after you, it's V, W, X, Y, Z. The only Z is Zagreb, and uh, that's not on the list. Um, so could any of these have V, W, X, Y? I'm, I'm going to go Mongolia. Going to go Mongolia. All right, that is your pick. As usual, we're going to go from five points down towards the bottom. So uh, we'll reveal them in that order for each of the three lists. So we're going to kick things off. The one that would have been last adequately, that city is Yerevan. Ah. That is Armenia. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know. I, this is not an easy one. I'm, I'm coming right out there. The good news about it is that you, you, you can guess because you have, it's going to be one of the five. Of course, you have a 20% <laughs> chance of getting the five-pointer. You get a 20% chance of getting the zero-pointer. So we'll see where we go. At three points, that would be Yaoundé. The capital of Cameroon. Mm. For two points, Windhoek, capital of Namibia. Mm. And for one point, Vientiane, the capital of Laos. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, zero point. You, you were correct. You got yep. it right. Ulaanbaatar is the capital of Mongolia. Uh, unfortunately, Guillotined. zero. Guillotined. Yeah. <laughs> No, that was last season. <laughs> Unfortunately, no points on that one. But you know what? Plenty of time left. Plenty of questions left. Do not fret. We're going to move right on to list number two. Here are your five items on this list. We've got coffee. We have ferrets. We have humans. We have pineapples. And we have potatoes. Once again, those five. Coffee. Ferrets, humans, pineapples, and potatoes. Here is this list's quantitative question. Of these items, which has the highest total number of chromosomes? Ooh. This is something I once knew something about. Um, oh, man. The thing is, it's like not that much correlation between, like... You know the number of chromosomes and necessarily the uh, the relative evolutionary complexity. Um, <laughs> hmm. Well, humans definitely right. It's twenty three. Uh, but then, I, man, I don't have a lot of reference points around that. Um, I guess I have to decide, right? Do I think plants or animals might have more complex or more more chromosomes at least, right? They they could also be like you know less total genetic material but just broken up more oh man yeah uh, this is this is gonna have to be a pretty random guess let's try pineapples pineapples is your answer very good we will once again go from top to bottom 
So worth five points with fifty chromosomes is a pineapple. Five All right. points for you. <laughs> Trivia and is if a you game knew. of knowledge and luck. Indeed. Uh, let's finish out the list for those playing along at home with forty-eight chromosomes worth three points are potatoes with 46 chromosomes are humans 23 pairs of chromosomes which gives you 46 worth one point 44 chromosomes coffee coffee at 44 and zero points for the 40 chromosomed ferrets the difference between coffee and humans not so much Thank goodness we're not talking about comparing DNA and qualities. <laughs> we don't ask how. We just ask if. And you got the five-pointer here. We're going to add that to the zero you had coming in. Well, I think I can even do that math. Five! Five points. But we have one more. One more list for you here in round one. Let's see how many more points you can add to your point pool. Here we go. Your items for this one are Fire Giant. Giant Ape, Medusa, Stone Golem, and T-Rex. Again, those are Fire Giant, Giant Ape, Medusa, Stone Golem, and T-Rex. And your quantitative question. According to the official Dungeons & Dragon rules, which of these five is the most challenging creature? Dungeons and Dragons ranks their creatures by challenge level. I want to know which one of these five creatures is the most challenging. In which edition? Not that I don't know if that matters, but I don't know. I looked it up and it was official rules. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Probably I mean, the I, most. Do recent. you want me to? Say, do you want me to? You want me to say uh, DM five? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I played a lot of D and D, so I, I, have, I have a good frame of reference here. Okay. Uh, so challenge rating, right? Yeah, definitely how difficult the thing is. Uh, giant ape and T-Rex as like actual natural creatures, probably lower on the list. Um, stone golem, stone golem, Medusa, and fire giant would be my candidates. Out of those, I feel like the fire giants, yeah, like the, the, those are kind of magical creatures, right? Uh, they can, I think they can probably cast fire spells or something if they're fire giants and usually spell casters are high challenge ratings medusas are uh you know dangerous creatures with magical powers but those are innate i don't think they're spell casters uh so i I will guess the fire giant fire giant is your guess all right let us go through the list from top to bottom worth five points and a challenge level of 10. The most challenging of these creatures is the Stone Golem. Mm. Coming in at challenge level 9 and worth 3 points. There you go. It's the Fire Giant. Well done. Right. And hey, you know what? It sounded like you knew what you are talking about. So <laughs> I think we call that a wheelhouse, if you will. Um, nicely done there. Let's continue with the list. Uh, challenge level 8. Two points if you said T-Rex. One point for challenge level seven, the giant eight. And I guess because you just don't have to look at her uh, <laughs> to get turned to stone if you don't see her. No points. Challenge level six is a Medusa. So uh, well done there. 
take those three points, add them to the five, and you are now sitting at eight points at the end of round one. Those eight points we put into your personal point pool. John, how are you feeling after round one? I feel great. Uh, yeah, we, we, I got a random warehouse question. Uh, I'll take that. <laughs> and then, you know, very good luck on pineapple. You know, the first two lists, uh, both of them, I knew one fact about one item on the list, and I got opposite results. So, hey, I'll, I'll take that. The average outcome is very good. There you go. And uh, eight points, not too shabby. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a chance to add some more points into your pool with round two's game, which I'm calling Mash My Beat. Here's how this works. In this round, John, you're going to get four mashups, also known as ah. before and after. The first one will be worth one point, and each subsequent clue will be worth one more point than the last. Now, these may be a little tricky to figure out. That's the nature of mashups. Potentially, uh, we could get harder as we go along. So in order to help you out just a little bit, I will tell you that there will always be a theme to the four answers in this round. So if you can figure that out, that may help you solve the later ones a little bit more easily. Of course, it could cause you to go into tunnel vision and completely not see the forest or the trees. We'll have to see how that works in your case, but that's why we play. You're only going to have a total of seven minutes to finish this round. So uh, use your time wisely. You know, you can pass on an answer if you wish. If you get bogged down, you want to move on. However, there's no going back. Uh, if you ask for a pass, I'm going to give you the answer. Uh, on the one hand, that could help you maybe figure out the theme. Uh, but on the other hand, you're not going to get the points for it. So, do we have all that understood? I think so. Uh, we'll see. All right, let's put our seven minutes on the clock. Whether those minutes end up being seven minutes in heaven or seven minutes in hell, well, time will tell. Your time will start after I finish reading the first clue, which is as follows. Brick's main squeeze suddenly develops a fondness for haberdashery. Brick's main squeeze suddenly develops a fondness for haberdashery. Okay. Well, haberdashery is about making men's hats. I know that. Brick's main squeeze. That doesn't say a lot to me. I know there's a movie called Brick. I think it was Ryan Johnson's first movie, maybe. But I don't really know anything about the movie other than that. Brick's main squeeze. <sighs> uh, I mean, something... Loves hats. I don't. Hmm. I just. I don't think. I. I don't think I have enough knowledge in order to be able to solve this. Hmm. Do I want to try to have more time on the ones after? Let me think about it a little bit more. Um. I mean, maybe I'm just trapping my mind in the idea that this is a pop cultural reference, like brick and mortar, um, mortar board. Like, uh, that's a kind of hat, but, um, brick and mortar board? That is, is that... not correct. The correct answer was Maggie the Cat in the Hat. There we Moving go. On to clue number two. Young Gerald McGrew has aspirations of one day being able to mute everybody and send them into breakout rooms. Okay, young Gerald McGrew, I don't know who that is, has aspirations of one day being able to mute everybody and send them into breakout rooms. So that's you know, like a Zoom host or a Zoom moderator. Um, I mean, you, I think you need to know who Gerald McGrew is, right? Or have some kind of reference there. Can I think of, does the name McGrew 
ring a bell in any context. It's like McGruber. That's not it. Gerald <laughs> uh, McGrew. Aspirations. Somebody who's trying to grow up. Um, Zoom. Mm. Oh, maybe something about like uh, a, there, there was a what's the movie about? Like I wanna. I bought. We bought a zoo. I bought a zoo. Some. I bought. I, don't know, I bought a Zoom moderator. Is not uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah. You're very close. It's if I ran the Zoom call. If I ran the Zoom call. Yes. Okay. We'll move on to number three. I'll explain them later. A virtual reality simulation evokes 1980s nostalgia in a man named Ned who has trouble with the size of his mattress. A virtual reality simulation evokes 1980s nostalgia in a man named Ned who has trouble with the size of his mattress. And you have three minutes left. Okay. Well, a virtual reality simulation evoking 90s, 1980s nostalgia, uh, that sounds like um, Ready Player One. Um, I don't recall the name. of the, What was the virtual world in Ready Player One called? Uh, oh, man. They were looking for the egg. Oh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I don't need... To, okay, so then the other half, a man named Ned who has trouble with the size of his mattress. I mean... Hmm. Ned, bed is that 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 could be a some kind of reference. Uh, Ned Flanders. Uh, who else is named Ned? Ready Player One. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. That's not going to be it, right? Um, God, I can't remember the name of the virtual world in Ready Player One. All right, we're running out of time. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Ready Player One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Again, uh, only half of it there. It is Ready Player One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Ah, okay. And your final one. A former star of 30-something takes on the role of an elephant suffering from a kind of Cassandra complex. A former star of 30-something takes on the role of an elephant suffering from Cassandra Complex. Okay. So if I had picked up on the uh, clue earlier, which I absolutely could have, right? It's Seuss-themed. So this is like... Um, uh, which one's this one? This Is is this like Hubert? Oh, gosh, I can't remember the Seuss book. Um, Hubert... No, Horton. Horton Heard a Who? So I don't know 30-something, but I know there's somebody named Maggie Horton. So Maggie Horton Heard a Who? Is that your answer? That is my answer. No, I'm sorry. Uh, that is... Incorrect. Oh, you came oh so close. Ah, yeah, I think it might have helped you if you had picked up on the Seuss theme earlier. We had Maggie the Cat in the Hat. That's uh, Maggie the Cat character in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, which has uh, Brick in love with Maggie. Uh, if I Ran the Zoo is where young Gerald McGrew applied his wares. If I Ran the Zoom call. Uh, you got Ready Player One. Uh, and Ned in his bed and sticks out his head because the mattress <laughs> is the wrong size as ready player one fish two fish red fish blue fish and the former star of 30 something is peter horton mm. peter horton here's a who y you got at least the, the right one there but you just couldn't quite nail it down yep so it's what we call a cigar round <laughs> close but no yeah. all right well, you know what, John? It's okay, because the game is far from over, and there's still time for you to make a huge comeback. 
But let's see where we are. You did not add any points to your personal point pool, which has eight points sitting in it. Uh, And you actually haven't earned any of those points yet. No, no, no. That's not how it works here. I'll beat my guest. Or in this season, you've got to earn those points. And here's how you do it. Our final round is called the Unlucky 13. Here's how it works. Yep. I am going to give you an alphabetized list of 13 items. I will then give you a category. Ten of these items will fit into the category. But three of them are fakes, frauds, wrong answers, traps, if you will. I will ask you to select correct items from the list one at a time, and we will find out if it's right or if you've fallen prey to one of my tricks. If you can get five answers right before selecting all three fakes, you will lock in half of your points. Not too bad. If you get an additional three answers, bringing you up to eight right, Again, before you hit all three fakes, you will have earned all of the points. Those eight points will be yours, and you can smile and do a dance, whatever you want, to celebrate. At that point, I will give you a choice, an option. You can walk away with all those points, or you can take one chance at getting the ninth answer on the list. If you're right, you double your points. If you're wrong, you go back down to half, and the game is over. If you survive that ninth one, you'll have one shot at getting that final answer, that tenth answer. If you do so, you will complete the list. Copyright Andy Saunders. And with that tenth correct item, you will once again double your points. However, the risk at this level for that tenth answer is that if you get it wrong at that stage, you go all the way down to zero and leave here with absolutely nothing. I'll explain all that when we get there. We can get there. I hope you're going to knock this out of the park. Uh, So, John, here are the items for your unlucky 13. We have Arrested Development. We have Braxton. We have Carrie. We have Cone. We have Cole. We have Color Me Bad. We have Crow. We have Hill. We have Hootie and the Blowfish. We have Indigo Girls. We have Millie Vanilli. We have Morissette. And we have Rhymes. Those are your unlucky 13. I will read them for you one more time. Arrested Development. Braxton. Carrie. Cone. Cole. Color Me Bad, Crow, Hill, Hootie and the Blowfish, Indigo Girls, Millie Vanilli, Morissette, and Rhymes. Those are your 13. And here is the category into which you're going to try and place 10 of these items. We have, John, you said you didn't want the 80s. We don't have the 80s. We have the best new artist Grammy winners of the 1990s. So, whenever you are ready, please, on your way towards five answers and half of your points, make your first selection. Oh my gosh. You know, music is my absolute kryptonite. Um, I only know things about music when it overlaps with current events. You know, if you, uh, if you saw me on Weakest Link this past fall, uh, I went out in the first round. I'm not knowing who Adam Lambert was. Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up, but uh, <laughs> yes, I did see it. <laughs> and, and may I say, 
I'm gonna and I'm gonna say this to your face. Kudos for promoting your appearance as, as heavily as you did, given what the outcome was. I, I think that was a testament to to you. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't feel ashamed about not knowing things. It's just uh, you know, it's trivia, right? It's yeah, just it's fun, Lynch, it's fun to learn. Meeting Jane Lynch yeah. is a plus in my book. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, I'm. I feel good that Hootie and the Blowfish might have done that. All right, so your first answer is Hootie and the Blowfish. And Hootie and the Blowfish is correct. Well done. You are one for one. Make your second selection. All right. Uh, let's try Crow. I guess that's Show Crow. All right. Guessing on Cheryl Crow. It is indeed Cheryl Crow. And it is indeed a correct answer. That is two for two. Number three. All right. Is Mariah Carey a 90s artist? Or was she slightly earlier than that? I guess she was a 90s artist, right? Let's try Carey. Mariah Carey was indeed a 90s artist who won this award, so 3 4 3. Alright. Item number 4. Uh, probably Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette. That is indeed the Morissette in question. Unfortunately! Alanis Morissette did not win Best New Artist. It's a trap! A trap! He actually lost out to Hootie and the Blowfish. Ah. Alright, so you still can keep going. One trap has been revealed. Two more strikes and you'll be out. We're still looking for item number four. Hmm. I mean, really, it's about guessing the three traps. Uh... You could look at it that way, certainly. <laughs> Uh, let's try Braxton. Braxton. Tony Braxton is correct for correct. You need one more to reach the milestone and earn half of your points, which would give you a total of four points. What is your item number five? Rhymes. You don't sound confident. I didn't. <laughs> we're, we're getting to areas of artists I. I have heard of, but don't know much about other than the fact that they existed. Sure, sure. Uh, Rhymes, in this case referring to Leanne Rhymes, is correct. That is the fifth answer. You have locked in your four points, and now you can breathe a little bit easier, because this next tier, if you get the two remaining trap answers before you get the next three correct answers, you're still going home with those four points. Those four points are yours for this tier. So it's kind of like a free roll. Let's keep the ball rolling here with item number six. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, man, so like, I just, I feel like a lot of these, right? Like they're maybe on the edge of the 80s and the 90s. And I just don't know what year they, they would have been new. Like I've heard of Millie Vanilli, I uh, just I, I I associate them more strongly with the '80s. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like that's a wrong answer, but I don't I don't I don't enough to be sure enough. I guess we'll stay away from that one for now. Arrested Development is you know like that's a TV show. Uh, doesn't seem like a candidate for Best New Artist, but that's almost so obvious that it feels like it, it. You know, it's it's a game theory kind of thing here, right? Um. <laughs> all right. Let's not overthink this too much. Uh, let's try Indigo Girls. 
Indigo Girls is your answer. And it's a trap! I am sorry, mm. the Indigo Girls did not win. Okay. Best new artist. Nominated, so, but did not win. So that means one of Arrested Development or Milli Vanilli is a correct answer. For sure. Or both. At least one of. Um, As there is only one trap left, <laughs> yes, you have, you have pieced together that two is more than one. <laughs> Let's try Arrested Development and see. Alright, Arrested Development is your answer, and indeed Arrested Development! They did win the Best New Artist, that is a correct answer, not just a television show. In fact, uh, there was a lawsuit involved for who really owned the name, the band or the show. So, uh, you have six right. Move on to number seven. I've got four left, and one of them is a wrong answer. You've got... You've got uh, five left. I'll read. I'll read them all for you. Okay. We've got Cone, Cole, Color Me Bad, Hill, and Millie Vanilli are left. Okay. Oh, uh, Hill. Hill is your answer. Yes. All right. Hill is your answer, and Hill is correct. Lauren Hill did indeed win this award. So here's the situation. We need one more answer for you, from you. If it is correct, that will be eight, and you'll have earned your full points. If it is incorrect, your game is over, and you leave with four points. So, three right. out of uh, four that are left will uh, move you on. Let's see. Yeah. Let's try Cole. Cole. Any idea who Cole is? No idea who Cole is. <laughs> All right, there. I just thought I'd ask. Uh, Cole, in this case, is not Natalie Cole, but is Paula Cole, and she did indeed win the award, so you, sir, have hit your eighth answer. You have all of your eight points, and now, now we see what kind of a gambler you are, because I know you were not comfortable in getting this far, but here's how it works. You have now on the board three answers left. Two of them are correct. One of them is a trap. If you would like to go for your ninth answer, get it right, and those eight points become 16. Get it wrong, and you go back down to four, and your game is over. What would you like to do? It feels like I should go for it, right? Because I've uh, I've a better than 50-50 shot at doubling my points, and I mean it's uh, w there's no real prize, right? So th there's nothing to lose. Well, I mean the real prize is the friends we met along the way. I mean exactly. there may possibly be a, a situation where I take the top X number of contestants at the end of the season and put them in some sort of playoff. So perhaps there is something that you're paying for, but uh, I mean I make no promises. Yeah, if I wanted to make the playoffs, I feel like I need more than eight points. Uh, and, yeah, and I've already eliminated two bad guesses, right? Like, my odds are good. Alright. So I've got uh, Cone, Color Me Bad, and Mini Vanilli, Millie Vanilli. So, I don't, you know, I don't really know too much about any of this. If, should, is Millie Vanilli... 
potentially like a answer that sounds like it has to be wrong that you just throw in there but leaning into that also feels like it would you know I, that would be a huge mistake if I if it was the one band I actually knew was wrong uh, and was obviously wrong hmm <laughs> so maybe I should just coin flip between the other two uh, yeah I think I'm literally going to do that I'm gonna go for it I'm just gonna literally do a coin flip between the other two we'll say heads is cone and tails is color me bad Siri flip a coin that came out tails so we'll go color me bad that's my guess all right color me bad is your answer color me bad was nominated for a Grammy in this category in 1992, but did not win. Oh, it's a trap! It's a trap. And to make matters worse, they lost to Mark Cohn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a true, a true Cosmic coin. Amazing. Indeed, oh, indeed. Yeah, Millie Vanilli did win this award in 1990. Uh, it was later rescinded after the whole uh, lip sync fiasco. Uh, however, I always personally thought that was unfair because the award is supposed to go to the recording and the recording didn't change. So uh, I'm a little little upset they didn't just give the award to the actual people who sang on the album because uh, they technically were Millie Vanilli. Uh, but that's not how the music industry works. Whatever. They beat up the Indigo Girls, which is why the Indigo Girls was the wrong answer. I'm so sorry, but I admire your chutzpah in going for it. And hey, four points is not bad. Four points is more than zero, and I guarantee you, there may be some zero this season. <laughs> hey, so, uh, I'll take it. You know, yeah. sometimes you get pineapple, sometimes you get color me bad. Words to live by. Uh, well, John, thank you so much for playing. This has been a lot of fun on my end. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Is there anything that you'd like to say? I'll share with the audience before I kick you out at my hot seat. Uh, just, hey, trivia's a lot of fun. Play trivia, introduce your friends to trivia, invite people to Learner League, try OQL if you haven't tried that, invite people into OQL, and shout-outs to uh, the other members of Team Coast to Coast, uh, Russ Friedewald, Mike Prerau, and uh, you know assorted other guests. Thanks, everyone. Excellent. Well done. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for playing. Thank you all out there for listening. And we're going to be back next week for another brand new episode of Beat My Guest. Until then, thanks for listening. Take care and bye-bye. Did you beat our guest or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Facebook at Beat My Guest, the fam's hot seat. If you'd like to help contribute to the cause and help make more episodes possible, we ain't going to say no to that. Find us at patreon.com slash beatmyguest. And if you liked what you heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. 